Hi, it's Isabel again. I wanted to let you know that there's only a few days left if you want to receive Momo's holiday letter. Please place your orders by December 15th if you like to get fun holiday letter in the mail from Momo. If you're interested in getting letters from Momo, ask your parents to visit lampletterkids.com. Hope you all have a great holiday season. Hi, and welcome to Lamplighter Podcast. My name is Rebecca, and this is my squirrel friend, Momo. Hello, kids! We have an exciting story for you today. In each of our stories, we are going to learn about one virtue. A virtue is anything that is good and right and true. Virtues are like little lights that shine bright and beautiful in a story. We love bringing you Lamplighter stories with no distractions, meaning no sponsors or ads. If you'd like to support us in this mission and to learn more about Lamplighter, please visit patreon.com slash lamplighterkids. So, are you ready? Come and listen while we light the way to your imagination. Momo, I think we better keep practicing your songs. Did I say acorn again? How about this? Feliz Navidad! Oh, oh, Feliz Navidad! Oh, oh, Feliz Navidad! Prospero acorns y felicidad! I like the Spanish and you almost got it, but... I still said acorns, didn't I? Okay, okay, why don't we just skip to the story? I'm so excited to hear the second part of Bodie and Brayden's adventure! Are they going to find where that sneaky fox took Grandma Evie? And what if they never find her? Will they ever be able to feel joyful again? Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's start our story. The next morning, both brothers woke up feeling much more hopeful. It was a bright, crisp day, and they had a feeling that they would be able to rescue Grandma Evie before too long. They quickly ate a couple of hawthorn berries that they had found on a bush nearby, and then set out on their way again, following the fox's trail of footprints. Look, said Bodie as they walked around a tree trunk. Up ahead, there was a frozen stream, The smooth, clear ice shone brightly in the sunlight. As they got nearer, they could hear the water slapping happily underneath. What a fine stream, but... Oh, no, we have a problem, said Brayden, as he followed the fox's footprints right up to the edge of the stream. The footprints disappear right here on the edge of the stream. And there's no footprints on the other side. I guess the fox must have walked onto the ice here and then walked either upstream or downstream to get to its home. The question is, which way did he go? If we choose the wrong way, we may never find his home or Grandma Evie. Bodie and Brayden stood quietly, wondering what to do. As they were thinking, the brothers heard a muffled scratching noise right behind them. 
They looked around, but nothing was there. Then they heard it again and again, getting louder. It sounded like it was coming from under their feet somewhere. They were about to run when, all of a sudden, with a big wave of snow that nearly knocked them over, a white rabbit popped out from the ground. Woohoo! It's springtime! The white rabbit landed with his back to the brothers and shook the snow off his fur. Hello, sunshine! Hello, dandelions! Hello! Ah! The white rabbit had turned around and seen the two brothers. Who are you and why? Why is there so much snow around? I thought it was springtime. Oh, bother. I guess my hibernation didn't work again. Brayden and Bodie, now wet from the rabbit's snow, looked at each other with shock, but then began to laugh. You sure scared us too, said Brayden. And I thought rabbits don't hibernate. Oh, we don't. I just don't like the winter, so I always try to hibernate. But no matter what I try, I can only sleep for one night. Oh, well, it's this stomach of mine. I just get so hungry every day. Speaking of which, I'm going to find something to eat. The rabbit turned and began to bounce happily away, but Bodhi quickly called after him. Oh, hey, good rabbit, sir. The rabbit stopped and turned around. Please call me Bouncers. That's my name. I was just wondering, Bouncers, if you happened to see a fox come by here recently. You see, he's taken a very good friend of ours, and we're trying to rescue her. Bouncers bounced back toward the brothers. You don't say. That's awful. Even worse than winter. Well, I'm sorry to say I didn't see any foxes go by. Bodie and Brayden looked at each other, disappointed. What were they to do now? But it just so happens that I do know exactly where a fox lives around here. It's up this stream a ways. Bodie and Brayden both looked up the stream, looked at each other, and high-fived. They knew which way to go now. I usually try to avoid him, of course, but if you weren't, I can take you there. I think your small, non-bouncy legs would get very tired of walking that far. Here, why don't you hop on my back? Bouncers then bent down, waiting for Bodie and Brayden to jump on. That's so kind of you, Bouncer, sir, but we don't have anything to give you in return. We can't pay you or anything, Brayden said sadly. Oh, you don't have to worry about that, said Bouncers, still bent down. I don't need anything in return. I get much joy from helping others. It kind of feels like eating delicious dandelions in the summer, all warm and happy inside. So no more arguing. Jump on. The brothers couldn't say anymore, so they each climbed on as nicely as they could. With one leg on each side of the rabbit and holding tight to his soft fur, the rabbit began to bounce gently at first, letting them get used to the movement. Both Bodie and Brayden had never felt so wobbly before. But it was nothing compared to what happened next. All right, said Bouncers. Time to hold on tight. And with that, Bouncers began to leap and hop with great speed up the stream. Brayden and Bodie barely had time to grab tighter. They wanted to scream and laugh all at once as the cold wind whistled past them. It was definitely the best ride of their lives. They were on their way at last, going fast and strong to rescue Grandma Evie.
As they approached the fox's den, bouncers began to sneak quietly from tree to tree. He stopped behind a bush and quietly told the boys to get off. They slid down his fur and landed softly in the snow. Bouncers pointed through the bush to a tree nearby. See right there? The fox lives in a den under that tree. You guys go ahead. I'll stay right here, and when you come back out, I can take you all home. Thank you, bouncers. Truly, said Bodhi. The brothers both left their backpacks and began to sneak up to the den. When they got close enough, they could finally see the entrance that led to the den below. All right, remember the plan, whispered Bodhi. We sneak in. Hopefully the fox is asleep since they're nocturnal. We grab Grandma Evie and get back to Bouncers as fast as we can. The two brothers snuck up to the entrance and stopped to listen. They couldn't hear anything, so they began to step down into the darkness of the den. Then they heard a noise. It sounded like someone singing. Bodhi and Brayden looked at each other excitedly and whispered, Grandma Evie! Hearing her song filled them with joy and gave them courage to keep going down, following the soft song. Finally, they squeezed under a large root and into the den. There, on one side of the den, was a sleeping mama fox with her three sleeping pups. And on the other side of the den was Grandma Evie. She sat against the wall, her eyes closed, a smile on her lips, singing her soft song. They were both very happy that the fox was asleep, but they wanted to be quick before any noise woke her up. They tiptoed across the den, and Bodhi gently put his hand on Grandma Evie's shoulder. Oh my, what is this, Bodhi? Brayden? The fox snorted and stretched at the noise, but didn't wake up. Shh, both boys said, putting their finger to their lips and pointing at the sleeping fox. Grandma Evie put her hands over her mouth and nodded. They both helped her up, and all three of them began to make their way out of the den. Before entering the tunnel, Brayden took one last look at the sleeping fox. Thankfully, she was still fast asleep. They all squeezed under the large root again and made their way out. When they finally stepped out, Grandma Evie took both boys in her arms in the biggest hug. Oh, I didn't know if I'd ever see you two again, she whispered. But how did you get here, and what about the others, and how did you even know where I was? Bodhi smiled, feeling safe in her arms, smelling the familiar cinnamon and spice that seemed to always be around her. I'd love to tell you, Grandma Evie, but right now I think we still need to get farther away. Who knows when that fox will wake up? Come on, follow us. The brothers took Grandma Evie's hands and started running toward the bush where Bouncers was waiting for them. Oh my, today is full of surprises. Grandma Evie exclaimed when she met Bouncers. Bouncers smiled, happy to see everyone was safe. The boys helped Grandma Evie gently onto the rabbit's back, then climbed on themselves. And with that, they were off. Towards home at last. Hoo-hoo-hoo! Faster, please! Grandma Evie called as they raced through the forest. Bodie and Brayden laughed at her excitement. They couldn't believe that they had done it. They had actually rescued her. Joy was returning to the village soon. 
joy indeed filled up the streets of their village again when Grandma Evie returned. Everyone asked her so many questions about her adventure that she finally decided to have a story night and tell everyone at once. So everyone brought their hot cocoa and cookies and sat around the town bonfire to hear Grandma Evie's story. Dearest town folk, how joyful my heart is to be back with you all. The fox took me that morning in a very sneaky way, but she did have a reason for doing so. You see, her fox cubs were very sick, and she had heard that I was a healer, able to make sick creatures well just by using herbs in the forest. And so I did. I made her fox cubs well again. I wasn't sure what the fox would do with me after that, though, and I was worried I'd never see all your dear faces again. But then, Bodie and Brayden came to my rescue. Bodie and Brayden smiled behind their cups of hot cocoa as Grandma Evie finished the story of their rescue and their wild ride back to town. Well, we're all so happy with you back, Grandma Evie, said Bodie and Brayden's father, his arms resting around their shoulders. We were all worried that without you, the joy from our village would be gone. Ah, oh, well, thank you. Thank you all. But if there's one thing I've learned in my old age, it's that joy will never leave forever. Sometimes there are long seasons of sadness, but joy is always waiting on the other side. It will return, and many times it is even better when you find it again after a long season without it. Everyone nodded at this wisdom, and Bodhi said, Well, I'm thankful that right now we don't have to wait for joy. Joy is here, all around us. Everyone in the village cheered and clinked their cups of hot cocoa together, including bouncers, who decided to come celebrate this special night with everyone. As the evening wore on and the adults talked and laughed and played games, the children came and sat around Grandma Evie's feet to listen to her joyful songs. Come gather round upon the ground. Here is the joy that we have found. Our hearts are all aglow. We've made it through the sorrow. Now we are here and I am near. All that we love and we hold dear. The smiles and the laughter We'll have forever after. We have such joy together, it always comes again. Oh, what a perfectly joyful ending. I kind of wish I could visit the snow people. It'd be so fun to meet some people that were my own size. And I like what Grandma Evie said in the end. She spoke about our virtue in this story. Joy. Joy is a deeper and more meaningful kind of happiness. She said that joy will never leave us forever. Sometimes there are really hard things that can happen to us in our life. And during those times, it's okay to feel sad but we must believe deep down that joy will come again. 
Maybe someone you love has passed away. Or maybe you've had to move to a new house or a new school far away from your friends. Or maybe someone you love is sick. When things like this happen, it's easy to think that you will never feel joy again. But, as Grandma Evie said in our story, joy is always waiting on the other side of sadness. And now, it's question time! Question 1. What or who brings you the most joy? Question 2. Why is it important to remember that joy waits for us on the other side of sadness? I have something that will give our listeners some joy. I've been practicing a song just for them. <clears throat> it's beginning to look a lot like acorns everywhere I turn. The oak tree right there just makes me want oh to stare. Boy, well, it has a lot of acorns I'm gonna go help me. Momo learn his songs a bit better. Like we wish you all a very good holiday season and a happy all. new year. All right, Momo, let's go get my ukulele and practice some songs together. Thanks for listening to Lamplighter Podcast today. If you liked our story, please leave us a review. It really helps other listeners find these stories. If you're interested in subscribing or learning more about Letters from Momo, please visit our website at lamplighterkids.com. I also love to hear from my listeners. If you'd like to send suggestions, comments, or tell me of times you practiced a virtue, you can write me at lamplighterkids at gmail.com. <laughs>